Good morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. So let's make some new friends today. Well, let's take a trip around Tucson today, and we're gonna do it riding along with the City of Tucson's Department of Transportation and Mobility. The Department of Transportation is responsible for planning and coordinating federal transportation projects. It also sets safety regulations for all major modes of transportation. City of Tucson's vision statement for the Department of Transportation is to conduct themselves with integrity, efficiency, civility, courtesy, and respect. We'll see how cool everyone is once we start talking about these potholes. And we'll get back to that in the potholes in a little bit, because today I'm joined by Blake Olafson, Traffic and Engineering Administrator, a.k.a. City Traffic Engineer, the city of Tucson. Welcome to Lifestyle Tucson, Blake. Hey, great to be here. I'm super pumped to talk to you. Pardon me about the potholes joke. We'll get back to those later. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're always there. <laughs> they're always there, right? So uh, let's begin by giving a little 101 about what the city of Tucson's Department of Transportation and Mobility does. Um, well, the Transportation Mobility Department is really responsible for the safe movement of travel across the city for all modes, whether you're on a bike, a motorcycle, a car, whatever it may be. Um, really, our goal is to get you from A to B as most efficiently and safely as possible. Heck yeah, that's a good answer because that's what we're you know doing around here a lot. A lot of commuting, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening here in Tucson, and a lot of things happening with public transportation. And that's what I want to talk about more than anything, more than car ownership. We'll get some of that later and some safety. I want to talk about your new website because there's a lot of information there and that's where people can get some information. And you've even got a new beta version of the website that I noticed. I clicked on a link right at the top and you've got a new version of the website. What can you tell me about what people can find from the Department of Transportation on the website? Everything transportation. You can go there for uh, schedules, bus schedules, um, information about the streetcar, pricing for the streetcar and the bus fares, and we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, parking, um, you can submit uh, complaints or concerns through there. It's really kind of a one-stop shop, and we really encourage people to take the time to, to take a look at that and really engage with us because, you know, the folks out here in Tucson are really the eyes and ears, you know, of our community and we really, you know, value the input because what we do on a daily basis really affects your life directly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And with the beta site, again, you want to get that feedback because I looked at the original site you got up now and I did click the beta site. It is a lot more user friendly, seems a lot more like blogs and a lot more photos. It, it seemed very easy to navigate. And also, again, other information there is like parade routes, events that are going on. It's good to keep up on that sort of stuff, traffic patterns and things like that. There's a lot of resources and info. And I do like the way the beta site looks because it is definitely a lot more user friendly. Where can people go? What is the actual website? It's TucsonAZ.gov, and you can click on transportation. Okay, yep. And you'll find that link to the beta site right above there. And go try it out. Go see what you like and see how easy it is to navigate. And it might be a chance to give some feedback since you happen to be there already. Right? But let's talk about safety. That's what's really important and what you guys are really doing. You're really trying to make sure that everyone in Tucson is getting from A, B to C safe. And that's really important. So I often ask for a success story on Lifestyle Tucson, but I really feel like the success story of Tucson and the Department of Transportation is the success story of cycling. Tucson is one of the greatest cities in the entire nation for cycling, bicycling, and all that stuff. Bicycling? 
But either way, that's the idea. So what can be done to make walking or riding a bike here in Tucson safer? So Tucson has a really exciting program under Prop 407 where we're establishing what we call bicycle boulevards. And what those are are connections that run parallel to like Speedway or Grant where you can ride your bike in comfort and not be concerned about traffic coming at you or coming behind you. And they're really establishing these parallel routes. And then what happens when you get to a major street, like say you're uh, traveling parallel to Speedway and you come to Alvernon, what do you do? So they're installing uh, bike hawks, which are, are hawk crossings that flash red when you come to them. And so now you can travel a whole corridor across the entire city without ever encountering any major traffic. And this network includes more than 30 and this is going to be a national model. I mean, I can tell you that folks are going to come from across the nation to see these bicycle boulevards um, and try and replicate them in their community. And this is already happening. And and it's just amazing that the city had the forethought and the voters had the forethought to fund something so innovative, so efficient, and so cost-effective. Yeah, I love the bike boulevards. I actually, so I used to live off of Mountain Avenue, one of the best biking streets in the nation. I've seen it in magazines. It gets a write-up every once in a while. I was moving away from Mountain Avenue. I was upset, and I end up moving near Speedway and Country Club. Turns out third is a bike boulevard. It's amazing because I do see how it works. I see a lot of people cycling on through. It's very safe, and I just won an electric bike on Let's Make a Deal a few months ago, so now I can go biking on down these boulevards. It's the best. Yeah, it's great, too. And and we also had the foresight. We're trying to um, pave all those streets. I don't know if you've ever ridden on a minor street and you're like, teeth are, teeth are chattering and they're about ready to fall out mm-hmm. of your face. Um, so they've done that. So just encourage encourage that use and encourage people to, to use those quieter streets with trees and neighborhoods and families and, and, and instead of going out and risking your life on, on Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Again, sometimes I see people cycling on Speedway and Broadway, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, sometimes people going against the flow of traffic, too. It's like these people just have death wishes. They're just not following any of the rules. Yeah. The other thing is there's this term 8 to 80. We want to make a facility that an 8-year-old can use all the way up to an 80-year-old can use, and that's a bicycle boulevard. That's fantastic. I love that. That's a lot. That's a lot of care for people in the community, especially such a big group of people like cyclists. And by the way— if you're a motorist out there that has a problem with cyclists, I'm sorry. You have to control your road rage, right? You got to share that road. Cycling in Tucson is such a big, big deal, whether it's the big events like Cyclovia or just these bike boulevards or just what you see with the night bike riding. There's so many great groups here that are riding bikes in town. So please be aware of these things because we're trying to make it safer for everyone. And if you are a cyclist, make sure you're taking advantage of these great bike boulevards, these safety measures and what you can do. And since we're talking about safety, let's talk about safety because I am being a little lighthearted with some of this stuff, but we do have to talk about fatalities, unfortunately. And I don't mean Mortal Kombat. I mean real problems here with people driving in town and not driving either slow enough or not driving safely enough. So what are you guys doing when it comes to the trends in fatal crashes in Tucson? What's the city doing to reverse these trends? So we we have, we've seen some really bad numbers over the past few years. When I came to the city, you know, we were looking at about 70 people killed on our roadways every year. And that number is still just shocking to me. Last year, we nearly hit 100. And, and we just can't continue in this in this direction. Um, we have to we have to do it to do something about it. And um, I don't want to um, I want to get in a little deep here. 
Um, I'm a little emotional about this topic, but the three E's of traffic safety, the pillars are education, enforcement, and engineering. So um, just touching on those a little bit, obviously we want to engineer safe roads. We talked about bicycle boulevards, and those are engineered for the safe travel of bicycles and ped- pedestrians. But, and all our roads meet those safety standards, and we're always trying to improve and do something more than the minimum to increase that safety. The second part is enforcement. There has to be a carrot and a stick. I mean, if you know you can go in your car at 11 p.m. and drive 60 miles an hour down whatever road it might be, you know, there has to be some consequences. You have to have a a society where people respect each other and know there are consequences for their actions, and that's where enforcement comes in. And then education, what we're talking about here today, we're getting the word out. Some people probably had no clue that 100 people died last year on our roadways, but it really needs to be sobering. And um, I'm not kind of a pun intended there. You know, we're still seeing a huge amount of, of impaired driving on both drugs and alcohol. And, and you know, I'm not old yet. I hope not. But it's just shocking to me that looking back to high school, we were talking about this. And now you fast forward 30 years later, 40 years later, and, and we're still having this problem. It just makes no sense. Well, some of it is people think that they're Teflon. People think that it can't happen to me. Right. And I think that's why some people speed down these bike boulevards, why people speed down mountain. When I lived on, I'm like, how are you speeding down this road that is known for cycling? And then it's someone that's almost mad at sight. I'm like, you can't be that way. You got to control yourself. You got to control yourself behind the wheel. Um, It's it is sobering, you know, to think about that. And sometimes maybe it does take a, a little celebrity endorsement. And unfortunately, this past year, I don't mean this in a good way. We lost a celebrity. Uh, It was the umbrella lady. We lost her. She got hit. And that brought a lot of attention. But when you're telling me that that number is rising year to year, that's something that we got to pay attention to. Now, there might be other factors here. We see homelessness up. There's always people on a lot of these dividers now dashing across the roads everywhere I seem to drive. That's going to be a factor. I think the legalization of marijuana is going to be a factor because you got a lot more people being impaired thinking, oh, it's legal now. It doesn't mean that it's legal to drive impaired. All right. And I don't I honestly don't know how uh, they do enforce this. There's not really the breathalyzer that is scientifically, mathematically proven for marijuana. And one of my friends can smoke something gigantic and he he's fine. Another person could take a hit. They can't even stand up. So I don't know how we are there, you know, but the fact is that really just safety begins at home and it begins with you and just being honest with yourself. All right. Don't think that you can get away. You're not Teflon. Things can happen to you. You can get caught in one of these unfortunate situations where just because you were going 10 miles an hour a little too fast right up to that crosswalk, you could hit a pedestrian. It's that quick. Yeah. And we've all almost done it. Yeah. And we've almost done, we've all been in those situations and we all make mistakes. We're all human, right? Mm-hmm. But we really need to realize that we're in a 3,000 pound automobile that's made of metal and steel and glass. And, and someone, you know, even if they're struck at, 30 miles an hour, they're not going to end up well. And and you just have to, you know, it can't happen to me. Yes, it can. And can you imagine living with that? Can you imagine living with uh-huh. killing someone? Um, and, and if you were impaired, that that's just, that would just devastating to that family and to your family. Um, so it's, it's, it's really important to just avoid that. Yeah. Don't, I always talk about this in life. Here's some advice I always give everybody. Uh, don't, lie 
right? I always try to tell people not lying. It's a good, it's a good method to live by. It's a very real tough rule. And I mean, really don't lie. Stop lying for real. Make it like a real thing. I stopped lying when I was 26 because of something that was going on in my life. I'm like, let me never tell a lie, right? And see how this goes. And I realized that the person I hang out with the most was getting lied to the most. Who's the person you hang out with the most? It's you, right? I was lying to myself about effort towards jobs, about effort towards certain things. And I started to really heal some depression or heal certain things in my life because I was starting to hold myself more accountable. So this is why I ask people, don't lie, because the person you're lying to the most is yourself. And you're lying about how often you do speed, how often you break a rule, make a, make a right when no one's looking. Be careful, because it is about the safety of this community that we all do live in. Now, let's lighten the mood for a second. What do you think about this concept? I have an invention. I've pitched this for years. It's called driving helmets. I, I, I know. His face. Okay, so <laughs> the face of disgust, okay? is what shows up on everyone's face when I do pitch this idea. Okay, Blake had no, he, he works for the Department of Transportation. He's like, ah, oh, because that seems uncool, right? But I'm sorry, helmets, very important. I never understand why I see anyone riding a motorcycle without a helmet. That's insane to me. Or a bicycle without a helmet. Okay, that's insane to me. What about cars? I'm sorry, wearing a helmet. You put your seatbelt on, you put a little helmet on quick. Most of the deaths involved in traffic, aren't they... Due to head injuries? that That's likely true. Boom. Yes, yes. Solving problems. Put on your helmet behind the wheel. Let's just move on from this hot topic. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you have some uh, some scheme to sell these helmets? I, th I think that... <laughs> yes, lives will be saved. Yeah, I know the scheme. You put a, a, a BMW logo on the side of it. Okay. Boom. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I can I tell you what my invention is? What? Okay, but I stole it. Okay. Okay, so, uh, gosh, I should remember the guy's name. Maybe you can look it up later. Um, he's that NASA engineer. He he made that box that he puts on porches for people that, that they steal. Yes, they the over, glitter bombs. Yeah, the glitter bombs, yes. right? Well, he came up with this device, which I think is ingenious. It's a car horn, but it has more than one uh, sound because oh. because um, you know if you if the pedestrian's like hanging a little close to the curb, you know you don't want to blare the horn right. at him, but maybe give him a little you know little, hey, ding, buddy. ding ding yeah. ding yeah I'm here, um, you know catch their attention. So so I think that's genius. And I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Listen, making communicate communications communication yeah. right yeah. both in our fonts. We need a sarcastic font because no one understands how to communicate online. We need. A sarcastic car horn, I think. That'll get things. But yes. could you move along? <laughs> just something like yeah, that. Right, right. You know, just a little tap. But that's what we're doing here on Lifestyle Tucson. We're solving problems. We're solving problems. So let me ask you this when it comes to safety. Uh, why are there not more crosswalks being painted? This is a really interesting one. <clears throat> so we get lots of requests at the Department of Transportation and Mobility for crosswalks. Um, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, you think it makes sense. Like, I live on the street. I want to get to the other side. Let's paint some white lines. It's safer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there was this landmark study in 2005, and I won't bore you with all the details, but basically it says that <clears throat> for the number, for depending on the road condition, the number of lanes, how wide the road is, the speed of the traffic, um, and how many cars are going on that road, mm -hmm. it's actually like, in some cases, almost 10 times more likely to be struck in a crosswalk, a marked crosswalk, than really? no crosswalk at all. Really? Yeah, really. And so um, they've come out with guidelines that basically don't do that. Don't mm -hmm. don't give the pedestrians white lines across speedway when traffic's going 40 miles an hour 
cars aren't going to stop. Yeah. Of course they're not. And there's no real, it, it's getting into the psychology of people of why this is, why is this, why is this factor 10 times higher? And the thought is that people are less careful, pedestrians are less careful, and they're subconsciously or consciously relying on the markings mm. and believe that the cars are going to yield. Right. But we all know in practicality, when we're driving a car, the faster you're going, you don't even see that pedestrian standing on the side of the corner. So nope. it's, it's less likely for you to stop. So I'd like to segue and give a little shout out to uh, Tucson local here, um, our famous Dr. Nassi, in my world famous, um, he invented the hot crossing right here in Tucson. Okay. And those are the ones, you know, with the, the wig wag flashing reds. Yes. And uh, it, it, it had to go through a lot of testing and get approved by the federal government. And we're the model city for that. We have over 140 now. Um, and those are really the safest way to cross the street, even safer than at an intersection. That's incredible. Yeah. There is something else that, like, Talk to me about Grant Road. Is that like an experimental road where people try things and then they try to implement it? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Grant Road's a really interesting one, to be honest. So that has um, what they call as indirect lefts. Mm -hmm. So it was really uh, kind of, I, I'm, I'm using quotes in the air here, innovative uh, approach to traffic uh, operations. Um, they have them a lot back east. They're called Michigan lefts. So the idea is that, on the main, we're trying to move a lot of traffic east-west on Grant. So rather than allowing left turns at Euclid or wherever it may be, you have to go a few hundred feet further and turn around. Mm -hmm. And so that really, if you think about it, does move a lot of traffic east-west. That's not good, so good for north-south north, right. and, and the left turns. But it just kind of move. It separates the movements. Now, for safety, it's been a huge reduction. And crashes because we've taken all those left turn crashes at that major giant huge intersection, moved them east and west to kind of a minor movement, and it's and it's 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 really kind of impressive, but it's ov ov obviously not maybe the most favorable operation for m for many people. Sure, but again, hey, sorry everyone, I think this because I drive that road a lot. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, hundreds of people are alive. That's yeah. the answer. Also, yeah. well, hundreds of people are alive now. Correct. Like, that's the thing. You you never know the unknown. We don't get to look into the multiverse of madness. We don't get to see, oh, what if they didn't change Grant? Well, we actually do because the statistics were there for the amount of deaths. Correct. And now all that construction's done. Things have moved forward. And those uh, fatalities are down. Yeah. So good job. And that's important. Again, that's why you got to try new things and be innovative when you're engineering an entire city. Yeah. It's not exactly... Uh, Nothing here. I played SimCity. It's not that easy. Bowser could show up at any minute. <laughs> Correct. Thanks for validating that SimCity <laughs> reference. <laughs> so we were talking about um, potholes earlier, right? Let's go back to potholes quick since we're talking about some of these things that people like to complain about, like Grant Road and crosswalks, stuff like that. All right. If someone has a pothole, uh, instead of filling it themselves, which is illegal, all right, what is someone supposed to do? Well, first of all, I'll validate that don't try and fill it yourself. Yeah. No matter uh, what Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks he's doing. Correct. <laughs> um, so we have uh, TDOT concerns at TucsonAZ.gov, and that's a email address. And you can email anything, potholes, street lights. Um, I want a stop sign. I don't want a stop sign. I want a speed hump. I don't want a speed hump. So oh. anything, anything that's on your mind, just send it that way. There's also a phone number, 
791-3154 if you're old school and prefer to talk on the phone. We have some customer service representatives there during business hours that can chat with you and take in your concern. It's, that's the way to go. Um, you know, people tend to want to email the mayor, or the council yeah. member, and starting at the top is usually not the best way to go. Right. Um, to be honest, starting at the bottom is better. You get a tracking number just like FedEx or UPS. You can write it down or we email it to you, and you can call back in a day, a month, a week and say, this is my number. What's going on? Yeah. So um, really an efficient use of time because um, I meet with the public. I love meeting with the public, but they pick up my name and then they're Blake. Can you do this for me? Blake, can you do that for me? And it takes my time to delegate that down to the right person, whereas if you just skip me and go to the queue, um, you're going to get a lot faster service and probably better service, too. That is amazing. I'll give you all that information at the end with the recap, those emails, that phone number again. But remember, when you listen to Lifestyle Tucson, have your number two pencils ready because you're learning a lot. I'm doing all the homework for you. You just got to copy you off of me. Don't sweat it. So let's talk about, uh, I always ask organizations about volunteering, but you're not really a volunteer organization, but I bet you're a great place to work for. So what's it like to be working for the city of Tucson and why should people look into working for the city of Tucson? You know, I think that in this market and volatility right now, the the, the unemployment rate is really low. Um, we're, we're, we're competing for workers um, we always have a certain number of vacancies, just like any large organization, and I encourage you to apply. Um, I love it here at the city. Um, you know, you have a set schedule. Um, depending on your position, there's still some remote work opportunities, which can really, um, you know, work-life balance. I think it's a healthy balance uh, physically for your life. Um, so that's something that I, you know, I, I really enjoy. Um it's a great way to get in an organization and move up. They're always looking for, you know, people that uh, stand out and take the ball and run with it. So really supportive. Um, they're all we're always looking. Um, I just hired a guy from Odessa, Texas, and it's really great to have new people come in and and share their experiences. Um, so I think that it's an opening and and welcoming environment. And the the last thing I want to say is that. What's really cool is I've lived uh, in different places across the co country, and it's really refreshing to be to know that almost everyone that works at the city also lives in the city, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're doing work for ourselves. You know, we're here. We have the best interest of the community in mind and ourselves. Because why would we do a poor job if it's our own road network? It just yeah. makes no sense. Um, where I've worked in other places where. You know, they live across the border, so it's like, you know, it's not you, – you're not all in on it. So I feel like, you know, most of our staff's all in for their community. That's Tucson. Tucson's the baby bear's porridge. It's just right. Yeah. That's what I always call this place. Uh, so before we go, also, I just want to ask – I got a few more things. I want to know a secret, all right? You got to tell me a secret about the Department of Transportation. What's the fastest way across town? Oh, wow. <laughs> the fastest way across town. Um so I was always curious about this because, as many of your listeners might know, they have been debating a crosstown freeway in Tucson probably since before I was born. Okay. And it's come to the vote, and I don't know all the details, but it's come up to vote on the ballot, and it's been shot down at least two times, I think three. Hmm. So if you live on Houghton and Rita Road or Houghton north of there, what's your choice? You got to drive all the way south down to I-10. Or you got to plug along yep. on Broadway, Speedway, 22nd. What's your choice? 
Um, and I think we all get used to that, right? And it's just kind of what is what it is. Um, but we're moving, because we don't have that freeway, we're moving a lot of traffic east-west on those primary uh, arterials that I mentioned. But the fastest way to get across town is to to drive the speed limit, people. Believe it or not. What? Yes. Believe it or not. We synchronize our signals. Now, no one's going to believe me now, but we do synchronize our signals for 35 miles an hour. Um, so if you start at one green and stay at 35 miles an hour, I'm not promising, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's likely that you'll hit a green light at the next one and in the next one and the next one. Now, there are interruptions in that because we have the hawk crossing. So the pedestrian in the middle between those two signal comes and pushes the button. And what happens? You have to stop for them. So mm -hmm. we've kind of messed up that green band, we call it. Um, but that's the best way. 35. I'll driving. tell you, it works at uh, 445 in the morning when you're on the way to a radio <laughs> yeah, station. And no one's go. on the road. Works just fine. <laughs> so you got that. That's good. Good to know. Drive that limit, right? They call it speedway. Let's just call it speed limit way. All right. So make sure you just slow in your roll. And lastly, maybe as a car owner, right? Why should I use more of this public transportation besides the fact that gas just cost me almost $70? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, tr public transportation is free. The What's bus that? is free. Yes. Oh, my next question was how much is that streetcar? Free. How much is bus fare? Free. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you know, I think that, um, and I've experienced this too. Um, I try to mix my modes. I got a bicycle, I got a motorcycle, I got a car, I walk. What else do I do? I, don't, I usually don't crawl, but. Sometimes oddly, it has a boat as well. I the, used I used to live on a boat, believe yeah, it or not, but oh, not in Tucson. And that's why he's in the Department of Transportation, <laughs> folks. <laughs> but but transit. Let's just get back seriously. So you know, I think it's about really lifestyle and how much effort you want to put into it, and how much you want to gain out of it. So as as you mentioned, you know, gas prices are up. I it's in the news. It's out of the news. But I drove by the big Safeway, and it's three sixty. No, it's four sixty. Four sixty. Yes. Ugh. Um, so you can save a lot of cash, yep. as you mentioned, just riding the bus. And I say, try it. Try it. See how it works out for you. Um, you know, with our devices now, phones, laptops. You know, if you're working or on your way to work, you can you can get a lot of work done. Yep. Um, you know, I know we all get home from work and we're kind of exhausted and we want to turn on the tube, but maybe go outside and go for a walk during that time and do your tube time on the way and, and, and the, on the bus. So I don't know. It's just something that I encourage people to try. That's right. And if you never tried it, you should try it. I mean, that's the way to do it, right? I know a lot of people that have never been on the streetcar and never been on the bus. I used to commute to college. Same thing. Take the Long Island Railroad. It was a 90-minute commute. I read a lot of comics and watched a lot of plenty of stuff. Uh, we didn't have some smartphones back then, but I was able to get a lot of stuff done. And that okay. was important. When you're on that public transportation, you can just relax. And that's super important, especially for this busy hustle and bustle, getting that work done. So that's some good advice. Yes. Good advice. So get outside and take a ride because today we made friends with Blake Olofsson, Traffic and Engineering Administrator, AKA City Traffic Engineer for the Department of Transportation of the City of Tucson. Their mission is to create and operate a safe and reliable multimodal system for moving people and goods throughout the Tucson community. Thanks for joining me, Blake. Thanks for having me. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a recap. I really enjoyed my conversation with Blake. That was really good. Don't forget that he talked about the three E's when it comes to transportation, education, 
enforcement and engineering. That's everything that goes into all the things going on around town. But uh, if that's not good enough for you and you still want to complain, make sure you uh, email them at tdotconcerns at tucsonaz.gov. I know I've got uh, my street sign with my street name on it. I can't see it. I can't see it at night because it's not reflective anymore. So now I know where to contact instead of just screaming into the nothing. All right. You can also call 520-791-3154. I don't recommend screaming there, even though it's not into the nothing. Uh, just ask for some help. And it sounds like that they're all going to help you out there at the Department of Transportation. You don't need to call the mayor. You don't need to call the city council. Just give them a call and they're going to help you out. Because Blake seemed like an honest guy and I trust him. I think we can trust him too. So I want to thank our new friends at the Tucson Department of Transportation for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For more information about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes and wherever fine podcasts are transported. I'm your BFF, Frank Powers, Tutu Tucson. I love you the most. I still think driving helmets is a good idea. (laughs) 